Now, so there's been a story that we've been following up on this whole week. Mm. Um, and yesterday, if you're listening to Kaya Biz, uh, you will have heard that Google had a guest where she was speaking to Andre Silliers. Uh, and he's been involved in Treasury literally since like the early 80s. Uh, he used to work in Germany, has his own company now, and was giving a technical breakdown of how it is that people would be able to manipulate the RAND. Um, here's some of what went down. If one looks at the word currency manipulation and you were to expand on that, then I think one must immediately say when you speak about the word currency manipulation and how it was done, then they are not really looking for what's possible with currency manipulation is on a day-to-day basis uh, where there's big ticket, what we would refer to as big ticket. Uh, in other words, a big deal going through because of a merger and acquisition or a very big export deal or a capital transaction of some nature. Then it would be possible for a few banks at that stage to manipulate the bids and offers going through the market at that specific point in time. So essentially, um, you know, every bank has an M&A desk, so mergers and acquisitions. Let's say you want to sell a portion of your company or you buying a piece of uh, another company, could be domestic or international. Those transactions will then be done on let's call the base currency usually the base currency will be the u.s dollar uh but there will be other instances where maybe you'll use the euro back in the day they'd use the pound uh we also had pounds in south africa because we're obviously part of the british colony right Mm. now in that particular transaction there needs to be an exchange rate that you agree on because if i'm coming to you with the rand and we're doing the transaction and the base currency is anything other than the rand I need to be able to exchange my rand for whatever that base currency is, right? So simply put, the value of that currency will be some figure, some arbitrary amount. Uh, I can't tell you what it is right now because it fluctuates, right? But whatever the arbitrary amount is, you can then offer me more than that arbitrary amount for the trade or less than that arbitrary amount for the trade, depending on what demand is on this particular currency that I'm holding. You with me so far? So Following. Yeah. And so if you offer me less, then I make a loss. If you offer me more, then I make a profit. Right? Yeah. Uh, now, this is regulated by the markets because you are just one individual. If you don't offer me something that I like, I'll go to Chris. And Chris will offer you an amount, for example. Then I'll go, okay, well then, I'll take Chris's offer. Maybe it's more than yours. Mm-hmm. If I don't like Chris's offer, I'll go to uh, Keta. And Keta will offer me an amount. And I'll be like, okay, I'll take Keta's amount. Or I'll go to Pila. There's various people I can go to because it is a market. And because it's a free market, emphasis on free, that's how you regulate the pricing. However, if you and Chris and Keta and Pila all got together before I came to you, and you agree that no matter what Caesar says, we're going to offer him this amount of money together. Do you see now that I am being prejudiced in the situation? Yeah. Because the market is no longer regulating what the pricing is, right? So I can come to you and I offer you an amount, or rather offer you uh, my currency, and then what you offer me is entirely based on whatever it is that you want. You can offer me even less than what I would have liked, but because nobody else will buy it for anything more, I'll have to capitulate and take your offer. Then you make the money.
Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, essentially we've colluded. Yes. He went on to say this. Uh, this is Andre Silias again last night on Kayabiz. So when you look at the rand, there's, and, and you look at the, I would quote it, there's a price at which you can buy and there's a price at which you can sell. So the one would be bidding for dollars and the other one would be offering for dollars. The bidding would be from the person that needs to pay for imports, from somebody that needs to sell dollars for exports for argument's sake. In between is what we call the spread. So that's the bid offer spread. Now, when you manage a big ticket deal and there's collaboration between banks, Mm -hmm. that would mean that they manipulate the bids and the offers going into the market at a specific point in time. That does not mean that you're now busy influencing the direction of the currency on a longer term. We must distinguish Mm. between transaction flows that goes through on a daily basis and where the direction of the currency is heading in terms of economic fundamentals, political situations throughout the world, etc. We can, if we use an example currently, yes. so if you were to illustrate today uh, the bid office spread uh, between the bids and where the offers are, um, and you do succeed in managing that, but at three o'clock this afternoon, uh, something politically happens, uh, another war, uh, an oil crisis or something, makes the oil price jump 20% and gold goes up 20%, then there's no ways that that manipulating of that bid office spread for the day would over or outweigh the actions of such a big event happening somewhere in the world. I see. Uh, It would be a futile exercise to try and do that. There's no ways that you can manipulate the currency where fundamentals like economic growth, uh, inflation rates, uh, job creation, uh, unemployment numbers, uh, and all these things come into play. Mm. You cannot manipulate all of that. So there he makes two distinctions, right? Um, the first distinction is between short-term and long-term. So transactional manipulation and then the long-term value of the currency. So he's saying you, it's very difficult to determine the direction in which the rand is going to go, right? So if the rand is going to lose value, for example, because, I don't know, a finance minister gets fired. I mean, unless you had that information beforehand, which is an argument that was made regarding the Guptas, then you can take advantage of that, right? But generally speaking, if there are exogenous factors, world global factors within the markets that are going to affect the rand, all you can do is make sure that you fix a spread so that you make enough money, whether it goes up or down, right? But long term, it's very difficult for you to then peg the currency at a certain amount uh, because that would require collusion on an everyday basis. And in fact, on an ongoing minute-by-minute basis, perhaps even second-by-second basis, right? That's the one distinction he made. Another distinction that I think must be made is the difference between trade volumes and trade profits. So the numbers that are being thrown around of one trillion rand a day, that's not trade profits, that's trade volumes, so trade volumes are very different. So if you look at, for example, if I were to give you $100 now, right? Mm-hmm. And then you take the $100 and then you give me back another $50. Between us two now, that's $150 of trade. 
That's the volume of trade. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we've made $150 in profits. Do you get what I'm trying to say? 100%. There's a big difference between that. In terms of trade volumes, I think the last time I checked, globally, every day, banks, uh, with all the currencies put together, it's about $6 trillion US dollars in trade volume, but not the profits that banks make. That's also something that's very, very distinctive that we need to be aware of. Uh, and that's part three of our discussion because that covers the technical aspects now of what it is that we're dealing with. Tomorrow we'll do part four. And that will be about the political implications of the story. Very, very layered, very, very nuanced. What are your thoughts? Kaya Traffic. Let's start off in Lang Lachter. There's an accident to look out for as you drive on Main Reef Road at Link Road. So delays are approaching that particular intersection of Main Reef and Link. In four ways, accident seen there as well on the N1 North, just before the William uh, Nickel Drive off-ramp. That's uh, Winnie Mandela Drive these days. And in Germiston, uh, accident there as well. N3 North uh, before the M2 split. That's the Geldernays Interchange. And we're still seeing peak time delays on the N1 North uh, heading towards uh, the Golden Highway. That's in Deep Kloof. Salt Penduga, Kaya Traffic. What's your flavor? What's your summer flavor? What's your flavor? Kisama and Kaya 959 is bringing you festive flavors to pick and choose. Fill up your festive calendar with Kaya 959 events. Enter a competition or two. Congratulations, you've won yourself a hundred thousand away with a festive prize. Turn it up Woo! for some flavorful jams. Add to that a refreshed weekend lineup for your listening pleasure. Lock your FM dial on Kaya 959 because we are the flavor of your summer. What about, yeah? Sprinkle that Kaya 959 summer flavor on everything you get up to this season. Kaya 959 summer flavor in the pool at O'Brien. O'Brien. On the street and on the air. Mm, Here comes that mood to rush to macro for winning Black Friday deal.